welcome to my Learn With Sue Walk and Talk podcast. This is a place where we will walk and talk about the science of emotions, positive psychology and neuroscience to help us all be the best that we can be. It's about how to flourish and thrive even through adversity, all based on science, research and evidence. And today I am joined by my fabulous colleague and friend, Tanya, and we have uh, more interesting things that we're going to explore today in our uh, opportunity for you to eavesdrop on our wonderful conversations. And Tanya, I wanted to ask you about your week because you've had an amazing week that's been pretty awesome for your well-being. So what have you been doing? It has. Thank you, Sue. And hi, everyone. And I have to say, um, last week was actually quite a challenge for me, I'm going to admit, just in terms of emotions and work. And there was a whole heap of... Um, client work coming in which is great but as I say quite challenging but what was really wonderful again I was really aware of my emotions and I know we've spoken about this before about your awareness of your physiology how it impacts you which I would like to talk about a little bit more because what I found also really interesting is at the weekend I was absolutely elated and I'm going to use that word because I actually ran the Royal Parks half marathon here in London. Hey. And I've been training for a little while, not strictly, strictly, um, but I, I have put in the hours, I've put in the work with my running. And I think because work had been really quite busy, life in general had been quite busy, I'd almost kind of forgotten that I was doing this half marathon. So when it came to the day, I was actually then turned really excited. I, there was no stress involved. I was like, I've done the best I can do. I've done the training. There's no point in me doing my glute exercises on a Saturday night when the run Sunday morning. Um, and of course, I realized that it actually fitted really well with World Mental Health Day, which, I mean, I signed up to do this run a couple of years ago. And of course, it got postponed because of COVID. Um, so that gave me uh, an extra boost, I would say, as to why I was doing it. Really... Okay, really um, respectful, I would say, of my body, but being really aware around my social health, my emotional health, my mental health as to why I was doing it. And I was really, um, really in tune with my body and how amazing our bodies are, um, which, again, I'd like to kind of touch on that a bit more with you around the science of that and the impact um, moving um, and our emotions have on us day to day, really. But yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just so thrilled. The day was fantastic. Um, you were with me, Sue, in spirit, because I know many a time when you've been in London, we would run down or jog down or sprint down the mall, of course, towards Buckingham Palace. So when I passed those trees on the left, I was just like, Sue's here. It was just brilliant. So it was just, as I say, the, the love and the care of being the people um the community feel also and I will just touch on I'm reading I've started reading a book called The Joy of Movement by Kelly McGonigal who again um it, it's around finding the, the happiness hope connection in moving um our bodies from a mental and physical perspective um anyway that's a very long drawn out answer if you like of how my, <laughs> my week's been but I'm still buzzing I'm still buzzing from it but it's it's lovely 
Well, I think what's really interesting about what you've said is um, there's a couple of things in there. One is you spoke about emotions linked to the body and uh, what we know from all the work around what they call interoception. So interoception is about going within um, and feeling what our body is telling us, whether it's hunger or thirst or whether it's emotions. But if you think about the word emotion, it means emotion as in movement. So there is physical movement going on in our body. So you're absolutely right. You probably did feel elated because you've got all those wonderful chemicals going through your body, but your body is moving. You've been training it so that therefore you're feeling better as well. So your emotions are absolutely, absolutely linked to that, which I think is, is pretty amazing. But the other thing I wanted to pick up on as well is we know um, from a well-being perspective that human connection is really critical for our well-being. And uh, you mentioned about community. And I think it's really interesting that you've got several elements going on there. And I'd love to know your sort of thoughts on how these played out to you is you've got the community of your run club and doing the training with them and connecting with them. And even though you might not have even seen them on the actual park run, you kind of knew they were there. So you've got the community of that. Then you arrive at one of those events and you've got the energy in the community of all of the runners, even though you have no idea who they all are. They're all just nameless and faceless people in some regards, but they're not. They're actually part of you in that moment. And then to your point, and, and you know, I sent you a video that morning because I was so excited. I'm like, oh, it's nine o'clock my time. Time is going to be off soon. And I was still really excited when I knew that you'd started the run and I'm there in my evening thinking, oh, where has she got to and following you on the map. So even though you're not physically with somebody, there is that sense of community. And I think we underestimate that, that being connected to somebody even when you're not physically there so how do you see those three elements sort of spurring you on or helping you from a well-being perspective not only when you did the run but also in other areas of your life it's really interesting you say that because again i've got a perfect example um even this morning and i'll, I'll explain in terms of the community i think you're absolutely right with the people there that were around me that i didn't know I guess a lot of us wouldn't have known. I don't know how many thousands of people did the half marathon. And of course, the, the week before was the full marathon here in London, which I was out supporting a couple of friends. And again, some of my um, running community, etc. And again, it's just electric. And for any of you listening at these big events, it's just, it's so emotional. I mean, literally, I well up. It's so emotional. Um, just from a supportive perspective, and I guess it, it, it is that connection. And it must, it will be the energy that you feel and you um I exude I guess or get off from each other I don't know what don't know what the scientific word is but it's just it's so um magical I know this isn't about running per se exercise but it is around the emotional connection that we have with others and I think knowing that again some of my running club were going to be dotted around at mile five or mile eight and what have you and I was had the anticipation actually of oh where are they and again one of my friends Molly was like oh I'm going to be at this point at Hyde Park I've got a yellow scarf on and I was looking at yellow scarf yellow scarf and I couldn't see her so there was a little bit of disappointment that's so okay she'll be somewhere around the you know the route and what have you and what was so amazing I saw Jen one of my friends so Jen if you're listening she was again with her two little girls which was just wonderful that gave me the boost again that I needed and towards the end probably about I don't know 600 meters from the finish line I suddenly saw Molly with the red, with the yellow scarf and it was just amazing. And I just remember she called out to me and I was like, oh, Molly, I love you. <laughs> and I just felt so much 
love because of the support. And again, people, supporters that were calling your name because I have my name on my beard, going, go, Tanya, just keep going. You're looking strong, going, oh, wow, thank you. Just to, I don't know, as I say, I keep using the word support, but the love, the care, the um, belief, the presence, the resilience, I guess, um, to push you to keep coming on. And I will, the, the, the example that I was going to give actually that I experienced this morning, which was so lovely, was um, Emma, one of our team members, had sent me a video message um, and said, you know, I'm so pleased and proud of you for doing the half million. You looked great yesterday because we caught up on a course session yesterday. Um, and she said, and it reminded her of when she had done the London Marathon a few years ago. So it, she relived that experience, all the fun, the enjoyment, the pain, of course. And what I thought was really lovely, and I did, I sent her a video message back to say that was so lovely to see the joy in her face. And I could hear in her voice, her reliving that experience. What also happened was me reliving the experience again of both my run but her experience so I just found this really again quite interesting where we reciprocate we share the news we also share the experience we relive it which was such again positive emotion I was just buzzing from it I said oh we must catch up I want to talk to you about I just want to hear about your news and again you did the same she sent a message on our whatsapp group um saying that she had completed a half marathon a few years ago and it reminded her and I'm like wow yeah this is like really cool so it's again reliving and savoring mm. the moment and I'm so glad I took Monday off this is the other thing I was saying to someone I'm so glad I took Monday off partly to recover but also because I think Yulia had said to me just revel in it and I thought yeah you know what I am going to just savor it if I'd have gone back to work straight away would have been fine but I would have, it would almost have been like a tick box exercise. So I wanted to celebrate that moment and be in it and extend that period of positivity, I guess. Um, I so yeah, it. again, a very long answer, Sue. <laughs> no, but I love it because again, it's picking up on various pieces of research and, uh, and I'm, I'm just gonna sort of highlight these for those of you listening, think about where the research sort of is supported as we go through. Um, the ripple effect. Um, so if we think about that ripple effect that you have on people by what you've done, what they had on you by being there, etc., and even people you don't know. So you don't know yet, but this morning for the first time in two and a half weeks, I ran. And as you know, yeah. I broke my toe and my foot was all bruised and it was all a bit dodgy, but I ran and I only ran because of you. And I thought, come on, you can do it. So you were my little inspiration to test out. And to be honest, it was a bit sore after about hundred steps. Um, but it was awesome. So again, what we don't know is the ripple effect that we have on those around us. Um, and again, think about the community environment. As you said, even when you went to support somebody at the London Marathon, you weren't even running. There's that energy there in that you said, I think it was electric, that mm -hmm. you don't even know the impact you're having just by cheering somebody, some random stranger who's struggling and you cheer and say their name. And that ripple effect goes on they keep going a little bit longer then they can inspire somebody else because then that you know they see them do an extra spurt and I think it's a bit like that in life in general that we don't sometimes know the the ripple effect through our community yeah and I think and I'm so proud of you I'm so pleased that you went for a little run even though a little bit so again with your broken toe and again it's it's around um I guess that self-motivation or again 
Yeah. Well, I'll say kick up the bum of, okay, well, Tanya's done it, so now you're going to do it, so now you've got to act for Ryan, so I'm going to do that. So again, as you say, the ripple effect, and again, it, this we would have spoken about this before, and I know many, many times before, around um, this, and behaviour breeds behaviour. So again, the flip side, I would say the flip side, of when there's the negative, where again, we can easily go down that spiral. However, when we focus on the, the positives, and actually the impacts that can have. And I will just relate this back to, um, maybe we can talk about this another time, but, um, and I know you had a conversation with Alex Lindley um, this week around the strengths profile, but I had a, a conversation with the client around her strengths. Um, and again, what was really interesting, and I won't go into the detail around this, but it was just in connection with how she was feeling. And I specifically asked when we were talking about um, strengths that we're de-energizing for and if we flipped it to then focus on the strengths that energize us and the emotions then we feel for that how then do you feel and she said actually I can feel the difference when I then focus on this and I just think again it's it's stuff that we know as in you and I and the team because we live this every day we live and breathe it but I think this generally and this is a sweeping again um if we don't stop and think about it and actually use the science, we are missing out on so much. We are missing out on, and this might sound extreme, but living almost. Um, we're not at our full potential. Yeah, so I agree. For, the, for me, the science has answers for me. And, and I hope for the people listening, I hope that's why you're listening to this sort of stuff is um, the science has answers. The science helps me understand why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. But most importantly, it gives me clues to how I want to shift that. And to your point, if we actually, and I'm not saying the science is always correct 100% and it gets challenged. And that's the whole point of research and evidence, etc. But I always find if I come back to what the science tells me and figure out how to use it, then I can usually get myself back on track or I can motivate myself when I don't feel like it or I can challenge myself. And again, I'll give you an example. So I had um, something happen uh, this week, this weekend, I can't remember, it's a few days ago. And, and it was around my emotions and I found myself um, feeling angry. Uh, and I don't get angry very often. Um, I'm, I'm never been a particularly angry person. Um, but I found a, a moment of anger, something happened, a conversation was had, I found myself feeling annoyed, irritated, and then it went up to anger, because I sort of dwelled on it for about three or four minutes whinged about it and then I thought okay I've recognized it as anger okay what's coming next well I know the scenario what's coming next is sadness because I'm going to feel sad and disappointed about this person's behavior and the relationship and blah 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 and then I'm going to giggle about it because I'm going to go oh well it is what it is I know where it's come from I know what's triggering it I know what's happening woohoo move on and it was so funny because uh, I was chatting with my husband and he could see I was sort of angry for a second and then he got angry and I said it's okay hon you don't need to get angry I'm kind of getting to the next stage and I know what's coming next and literally five minutes later we were both cracking up and laughing about it because I'd worked my way through the perceiving using understanding and managing emotions that the science tells me in literally a few minutes as opposed to potentially could have been going on for days um, and I think the science gives us so many beautiful clues along those lines. Yeah, and I love that. And this is, again, it reminds me of you saying, um, and again, this would have been on the, the mesquite, um, the emotional intelligence test around when you've got the emotional intelligence, when you've learned it, when you're learning it, it's about getting there 
Uh, I can't remember the terminology, but you 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 say it really much more eloquently than I just did. Yeah, it's about get there faster. Absolutely. So when when you think about what the emotional intelligence research tells us, we know that most people can get to a good answer, as in something happens between two people and you recognize the way you've responded is probably not ideal. Uh, you've gone storming off, you've said something you shouldn't, and two hours later you've figured out what you should have said and you've now got to rectify the situation and so on. The thing that I think of is when you use the science, you get there faster. So you haven't bitten someone's head off, you've gone through it in your head quick enough that you actually don't screw it up in the first place and you get back on track and you know what you're doing. And I think the get there faster, and for for those of you listening, um, that actually comes from a piece of research that says people who have higher emotional intelligence based on the Mesquite, which is the Mayor Salovey Caruso emotional intelligence test that Tony just mentioned, um, basically says the higher your score, the quicker you get to the right answer, or shall we say not right, but the more appropriate answer in social emotional situations. And I think that's brilliant. And that's what the science does for me. It helps me get there quicker. I no longer stew on things. I literally get over it and I'm done in minutes as opposed to hours or days. I just think that's wonderful. And I think when I first heard you say that around the get there fast, I'm like, yeah, of course, why wouldn't you want to get there faster? Again, still going through the process, and going through those quadrants, as you say, and I always kind of again link back to the energy chart just because that's always one of one of the many strategies that's kind of like stayed with me. Um, but again, when you think about all the training that we did as organizations, it's like this is again from a oh, you know, I always go about efficiencies, but a time perspective, right? You know, let's be efficient with this because we want to get there faster and be more productive, etc. But um, anyway, I feel like this could then digress into an emotional intelligence conversation but before we do or maybe we can save this for another podcast I would love to know because it was World Mental Health Day on Sunday what did you do Sue? Well I did probably the similar to what I do pretty much every morning because I know how important it is for my mental health uh, and my physical health is I get up I savor things, so I savor my bedroom, my sparkly lights, the frangipani tree that's getting little roots and little buds come. Um, and then I have my lemon water, which I always do. And then I get down the beach. And, um, and I did a little video, which I posted on social media for World Mental Health Day. But I have to admit, I felt really good because when I go for my walk, yes, it's energy, it's movement, it's uh, making sure, and it's, I only went for a walk, um, so it wasn't run and too many exercises, I think I did about 10 push-ups at the end, as I often do, um, but it was also then that moment of savouring the environment, it was noticing little things, as I often do on the beach, little creatures that sometimes I stupidly think you'll be interested in and send you videos of, as a little creature sucks itself into the sand and you can't even see it anymore. <laughs> Um, but for me, that's part of my mental health. And I think that's the key thing. The other thing that I do for my mental health, and again, I'm not saying I only do it on World Mental Health Day, um, but I um, learn stuff. I stretch my brain. I don't want my brain to, um, you know, sort of succumb to always thinking the same thoughts and always knowing the same things, etc. So um, I was learning my Italian. Uh, I was uh, doing a puzzle, which is not overly exciting. And I was reading my um, book on neuroscience principles. <laughs> oh, amazing. I think I must admit that's one thing that I do want to do more of is the stretching my brain component. So, so what I do you have in mind? Well, I got really excited around when 
I wanted to learn Italian again. And I, as you know, I kind of started and then I, it kind of drifted off. I got busy, life got busy, um, et cetera. The normal things that can happen or we not use as, well, they can be excuses, but also reasons. Um, so that is still on my list. But again, it makes me think to um, my to-da list, um, which again, you talk about, which again, maybe we could talk about another time, but it's just around, um, health is one of my values and again on sunday this i can absolutely say i was living within my value of health and again around my middle as i say my emotional my spiritual everything um and so for me that was really really important and i it was just i i loved the element that i was living to my my value of health i do just want to pick up on um when you said earlier just about saving for your sunday savoring your bedroom your fairy lights again on the beach or the little critters and whatever and I love it when you send those to me I really I genuinely do because again maybe that's my curiosity um, around oh, what is that and it's going around it isn't that cute but with the savoring again this is something that I've reflected on the last couple of days again with different conscience around I wonder generally how often we stop to almost smell the roses um, to stop and notice and savour. And I'm very aware of that. And again, working with a lot of clients and global organisations, again, working 24-7, they are, again, because of the hours and, you know, the loads, et cetera, where actually we don't tend to do that. And I think that, again, we're missing out on living, really, as, you know, as opposed to just being on the hamster wheel. So I just, um, yeah, I don't know, interesting. So there's a few things that we've spoken about that I think we need to pick up on. So uh, here's my thoughts. So uh, on one of our Learn with Sue member sessions, we should absolutely do a whole section on savouring. So um, we're going to sort of wrap up this one now. But for those of you uh, listening in, I hope you've enjoyed eavesdropping on our conversation. And uh, I'd love you to reflect on what you're doing for your mental health and how those emotions and the physical movement and the community sort of plays out that we've spoken about. Um, but for more conversations on this and unique sessions, live sessions on particular topics with myself, uh, with other experts, various courses, research reviews, etc. Please check us out on learnwithsue.com.au where you can get lots more bonus material and I think we should do a full live hour on savouring because it's much more interesting than just the word itself. So consider becoming a member of our global learning community at learnwithsue.com.au which is here to support you to be the best you can be and for our podcast if you have any questions please send them through to questions at learnwithsue.com.au and we will answer them in our next monthly question walk and talk thanks everybody for listening thanks Tanya chat again soon thanks so much Sue thanks everyone I'm gonna go for a run now